You're listening to the Versus Node podcast, presented by GamerNode.com. five but now what i want to do is we'll go five all of us then four well you know we'll go down through them so i, I guess i'll just go right into anthony's number oh. five oh, well this this one was already mentioned by jason um it's it's the one game that would would get me to buy a wii u not zelda wii u not pokemon wii u um it is x I, I don't know if that's a working title still or that kind X of name. X give it to you. So Monolith, <laughs> Monolith Soft is working on it. They are responsible for one of my favorite Wii games, Xenoblade Chronicles. I loved that game. It was a huge open RPG, a really fun uh, and engaging combat system. Uh, a, a surprisingly good story. I was really into the narrative and characters it presented, uh, although the, the voice acting had a lot to do with that, the British accents were a nice change of pace, but anyway, um, yeah, X for the Wii U. It's they're promising another big open world RPG. I believe there are mechs involved. We don't know a whole lot about the game at this point, but give me something like Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii U with mechs and a big open world and a similar combat system, and I may actually get that system finally. Nice, nice. Okay, Josh, what's your number five? All right, well. Uh, like I said, top five. The only one that I can tell you for sure is number one. I'll save that for last. But these other four are just kind of scattered about. I don't really have an order for yeah, them. This is just randomly. Yeah. Pick one randomly. So, um, well, I already mentioned Mirror's Edge 2, but I, I do want to kind of bring that back up again. Okay. Um, I think um, I, this game is probably never going to happen, but I loved it so much. And I don't know. I think it gets a decent amount of credit, but I don't know that it gets the credit it deserves, and that is Limbo. And I would like Limbo. to see a Limbo too. Oh, um, cool. I cannot even remember who developed that game, but Play, uh, what was their name? On the tip of my tongue, Play Dead. Yeah. So I felt like that game, like it really got rolling when I got to the end, and like at that point, I was so like, seriously, you're going to cut me off here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So that's one that I I'm not ever gonna like you know put money on it, but I I really feel like um, it deserves uh, some more of the spotlight. Okay, Jason, give me uh, one of your. Okay, my fifth one is the only sports game on my whole list, but I have a lot of faith in it. It's WWE 2K15. Yeah. Um, because it's the first. WWE game where 2K has an entire year's, entire full development cycle under its belt. I feel like there's going to be a lot more influence here with WWE, uh, with from 2K in this case. I'm already, today in their fiscal call, and Take-Two's fiscal call, uh, their, their earnings call, they, outside of saying that they had a billion dollar surplus thanks to Grand Theft Auto V or something like that, they, they, they said that um, the, the game would launch before the end of the fiscal year 2015 now it's always launched in the fall it's been the last week of october for the last three or four years now however mm-hmm. because they're opening the window for the end of the fiscal year which is march 31st how cool would it be if it launched well for wrestling fans how cool would it be if it launched <laughs> in the first week on of wrestlemania march? 
right. The month before WrestleMania. Release it the first week of March and let all of that build up and all of that WrestleMania – because that's when people pay, pay the most attention to WrestleMania. It's their Super Bowl. So then the wrestling game comes out a month before and people are really excited about it. So they buy it up like crazy and they play it and they go to WrestleMania and then as it dies down, maybe the sales slow down. But that month would be prime real estate, yeah. I think. You know The Undertaker's not going to be in it, right? He'll be in it. <laughs> I'm kidding. He's always in it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, they, they do an annual, uh, they do these annually, right? I mean, it's every they year. They did. Yes, they oh. did. And it was, it was the biggest seller for THQ forever until obviously they went down. Right. But, um, so I guess it wasn't selling that well. <laughs> <laughs> One game does not accompany yeah, make unless you're an indie. So, but, you know, it's whatever. <laughs> But anyhow, anyway, who's 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 uh, so Lords of the Fallen is a game that I'm really interested in. Uh, it it has shades of Dark Souls to it. It's almost like Dark Souls meets Infinity Blade, but I'm still not a hundred percent clear on how the game works. Um, it looks excellent, and um, I'm just really excited to get my hands on, which I will get this year. So that's exciting. Um, another one is Soma. Soma, oh, okay. Soma is, is a game from, from Fictional, guys? yes, and it's nope. <laughs> <laughs> and it's actually a fictional developed game, unlike the sequel to Amnesia, which I didn't really get down with as much. Um, so I'm excited about Soma. It's uh, Anthony, you you know about this, right? What is the setting there? Is it a space thing? Like you're in a uh, Space I think station? it's a it's a, a Hal nine thousand, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Oh right, yeah, yeah. So that's going to be a frictional game. So that translates to amazing. Um, so I'm I'm a little surprised unless I zoned out for this. I'm I'm a little surprised you haven't mentioned Deep Down. Uh, Deep Down was mentioned earlier. Was it? Yeah, yeah, it was okay because that's another one that's a big nope for me. Really, <laughs> dude, I am the biggest voice in the world. I I'm just like looking at screenshots of this game. And it's just it's, dark. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> I mean, that, it doesn't that, even that, look. That show was awesome, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Zado. I'm, I'm afraid of big nasty monsters. Oh, okay. Uh, well, then you wouldn't like <laughs> Lords of the Fallen. Real. You wouldn't like. <laughs> you wouldn't like Lords of the Fallen. You wouldn't like Soma. You wouldn't like my number one. Uh, you probably like my my number two. Before we get off track too far off track again because i'm i'm really good at doing taking us off the track um the talk about the oculus with um with what game was it uh it wasn't decent um i can't remember one of those if it was amnesia i might yes, even be yes, terrified that, that's what it was that's what it was <laughs> and i think that i would probably um just my my clothes would be eternally ruined I wow. might actually cry. Bring me my brown Stop. pants. <laughs> I would need to play that game in a trash bag. Yeah. <laughs> I think if you set that up for a lot of people to play, you would just have people taking off the headset. Like you, oh, yeah. like you can make like a YouTube video about it. Just, just throwing from, it and breaking from, it. Yeah, from no. people just taking the headset off. Like, nope, I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> I remember uh, I saw one of those uh, little like the tech demos they were doing for Oculus, and and the one guy. He he walked up and he he saw um, it wasn't even an enemy that was like actually going to like do anything to him, but he saw this, this thing at the end of the hallway, 
And he said, nope. He turned his head and he said, nope, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. And he, t- he took the, the headset off. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yep, join the party. Yeah, so I think, I think I just realized that I have to own an Oculus Rift in order to play horror games. <laughs> really do, yeah. At, at the peak of terror. Yeah. Jeez. I guess we're up to Anthony. We already talked about Batman Arkham Knight. That's my number four. Uh, Rocksteady Studios knows how to make a great Batman game. I'm sure the Origins game was decent. I know a lot of people weren't enamored with it, but put that in the hands of Rocksteady, and I know it'll be great. So I'm sure, sure they'll knock it out of the park. Uh, number three, Uncharted Four, which I think was mentioned as well. Yep. A lot of it has to do with just all these departures from Naughty Dog. I'm just interested to see how what's left it together. <laughs> Amy Hennig was a huge part of the series. Yeah. Uh, I believe she was a creative director, right, on uh, at least the first one, and then. Yeah. yeah, where did uh, where did she go again? She went to Visceral. She's yeah, working Visceral. on the Star Wars yeah. game. To work on the Star, Star Wars. Wars game. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, a lot of people have left Naughty Dog recently. I, the lead uh, artist, I believe, left as well. So I'm just interested to see what they have in terms of Uncharted Four and and how it how its development cycle has been affected by all these departures. Maybe it'll still be great. Uh, Uncharted Three, I thought was a step down from Two, but I still enjoyed it a lot. So I'm still a fan of the series and interested to see where that's going. And uh, that was four and three, so that brings me up to my last two. I have a quick question about Uncharted. Are we convinced that it's four? Could it be that, zero? Didn't you bring that up uh, before? You yeah. were thinking maybe yeah. it's some kind of uh, maybe prequel, not direct sequel, but a Sully tale. Sure. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be all. I think that would be awesome if it was set in like the seventies and you're Sully or something like that. But I'm not entirely convinced that it's four. I mean, it could be. I could be wrong. I could be an idiot, or it could be four, and it's still a prequel. Like, just call it four. Right. But I'm not... I feel like that teaser left enough out. And by enough out, I mean left no one know its voice out. Yeah. To make me wonder. You know, I, I could see that, but it's such a flagship series for Sony at this point. So are you saying if, if you felt it wasn't a direct sequel, it, there would be no Nathan Drake or... And that's yes. what I can't imagine. Yeah, I, I just can't see that happening with how well, popular it is at this point. Well, don't you like Sully as much as... Oh, I, lo- I love Sully, but I, I just feel the numbers would reflect that maybe not everyone feels that way. Okay. At least I mean, compared to Nathan Drake. I guess what I would say is that as, you know, as awesome as Sully is, and, and granted, he would be a lot younger in this game, right. I just don't know that... I, I don't know. I just think like... No, I have one thought about that. I have to do a little research. But if I remember correctly, there was a line in Uncharted 3 that Marlowe said to Drake that was never resolved. Like she said something like about how Drake isn't his real name or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. But never mentioned it. So what if they make a prequel game starring Sully that makes that make sense? You know what I'm saying? That explores yeah. that background. I think I, I mean, would prefer that. I just don't know if that's something they'd be willing to do. Well, ha- how about this? Um, you know, we played a little bit as like young Nathan Drake uh, already. Yeah. We don't know a lot about what he did between the time that he was a kid and the time of the, the first game. Um, or at least I don't think we do. I can't remember anything. Make it like The Godfather 2. One, at one point yes, you're playing as young Nathan Drake, then you shift over to young Sully. You have a masterpiece, like Godfather 2. And, go. um, <laughs> and then Sully can be training uh, 
can be training Drake in I some like of the back. Yeah. You know what I mean? There could be a segue somewhere, and maybe that's that. And that would be pretty cool. Um, another one is The Witness. Oh, oh yeah. I am, I'm very intrigued by that, and I'm, I'm not even quite sure what to make of what I've seen so far. But it's beautiful, and it's Jonathan Blow. And I know, Eddie, you of all people are probably interested in this. I am, but you know, with The Witness, I've just, I've kind of like settled into the fact, this is a scientific fact, that it's going to be excellent, so I don't really need to see. I don't really need to see you know or hear anything That's about it till it comes list. out. I didn't have to mention it because I know it will be great. Yeah, just you know, the day it comes out, then I'll start thinking about it, and, <laughs> right? and it will be a wonderful day. <laughs> and back to Jason. All right, number three, I think, is coming this year. It's going to come at the EA press conference, and that is the next Mass Effect. Ah, oh, of course. Next generation Mass Effect, and I am really, really excited. Wait, so about that's it. that's only number three. Yes. So Smash, Smash Bros. Some, Smash some makes three. sense. What is before? Oh my God, this is a mystery. <laughs> but yeah, it should I, uh, be. I'm uh, I'm excited for that too. Oh wait, I have a guess. Was it Street Fighter Five? No, no, no. <laughs> Ultra Four is coming in June. That's not going to be that. But with new Mass Effect, I don't know what they're going to do. I don't know where they're going to go. They might go to the Elysian Wars, like. Uh, where the Turians and the humans first meet. They may go further into the future to show what life is like after the Reapers. I have no idea, but it's fascinating. And they I can't could wait do anything. Yeah. I can't wait to find out, and I hope I find out this, this year. But I'm, I, I'm actually down to two now also, because you've got four Zelda and one Smash. So I can talk about another one and then talk about Smash in the top two, or we can move on. It's up to you. I guess we mentioned The Witcher 3. I don't know where I don't know where it would place in my top five. Probably, probably three. <laughs> um, but yeah, probably three. So Witcher three. We already said it's awesome. It's going to continue to be awesome, and I want to see more of that. And I will never, ever, ever stop holding on to the Last Guardian. But I'll we never ha- let go, Jack. <laughs> I have a feeling that's one of these. For yeah. Anthony, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, absolutely. But yeah, we we got some good news about that. Uh, was it earlier this year? They said there's definitely progress with the Last Guardian. It's not dead. Um, there was that statement made. So yeah, Maybe well, we'll I remember uh, Jack Trenton said something that led people to believe that it was not happening. And then Fumito Ueda was like, uh, "Yes, like, it is. No, no, it's yeah, we're hey, doing dude, it. My work's done. It's up to Sony now. So." That leads me to believe it'll that if he did in fact finish the game or it, it, it's neared completion that they held off on anything simply to make the transition from PS3 to PS4 exactly. and not care about it at E3. So. Basically, this is what they're doing. They're releasing it on the first day of E3, just like si- oh. just silently <laughs> dropping the game, like boom. <laughs> what now? I would you pass know. out. <laughs> Like somebody, at their at their press conference, so they were named Sega, and it was with the Sega Saturn, and it did not go well. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would uh, I would like to stand up as probably the sole owner of a Sega Saturn in this. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. it's probably true. I own a couple of games. That, that... I had a friend who owned a Sega Saturn, <laughs> and I uh, had a friend. Emphasis on. <laughs> but when he bought it, I killed him. <laughs> There's a whole backstory on why I own a Saturn, but I'll save that for another time. <laughs> Let's skip that one. <laughs> All right, so those are those are two. That brings me to my top. Well, I'll just quickly say it. 
we got the ding a few seconds ago. Last Guardian is my number two. Uh, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of Eco and Shadow of the Colossus. I still have hope. I still believe in them. I think it's happening in this E3. I think we'll hear about it for PlayStation 4. Right. Yeah, I think you're right. Because um, I think, I mean, I just it, it seems really weird that they would go this long. Like, if they go another E3 without saying anything, yeah, that would I be. might actually start to be a little concerned. Yeah, At this point, exactly. I've had, you know, steadfast faith. Um, and I really do. I think the common, you know, the consensus consensus among most of us is that it is going to be a PS4 title. There's no reason to make it a yeah. PS4. Wasn't Eco a PlayStation One title, and then it shifted to PlayStation Two? Yes, so, it was. I yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I see that happening again. Um, of course, there was a lot less pressure on that. Oh, game. sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm right there with you. That's exciting to think about. All right, I'm curious about your number two, but let's hear uh, Josh's number. <laughs> well, this is a game that for I was I got really excited about at first, and then for a long time it I, didn't really interest me, um, just because I, I think uh, it got delayed. And the super thing is I don't even have the best system to play it. But uh, it's it, it, we we started talking about this in our last podcast, but I'll finally get around to saying what it is. It's Watch Dogs. Hmm. Uh, we and I'll be even more excited and interested if my uh, if my ideas come to fruition. And that was the whole thing with Splinter Cell and Assassin's Creed. We got we got really into that. And I think uh, Mike even mentioned something about the Abstergo logo being in Watch Dogs. Everything's connected. Like so, and, and there was a new trailer that came out today for Watch Dogs, um, and it was about a ten minute trailer. It was really cool. It was in depth talking about the different characters and hacking and it was some stuff we hadn't really seen yet but if we if they actually do somehow intertwine those three games i will be ecstatic and the weird thing was, about abstergo was, though is like now it's this strange uh virtu- it's like this virtual ubisoft game developer like it's, <laughs> yeah it's really yeah. weird it's weird so, like it's almost not interesting to me at all anymore well it is to me <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so go ahead. Sorry. So so I just I don't know. I just every time I think about the idea of all three of those culminating into like one you know uh, experience, I just get giddy. Maybe Abstergo made CTOS. Maybe, and I gotta admit, there were times when I was watching this this new trailer today, and I, it, it felt like uh, it felt like Assassin's Creed. Now it may be because it is Ubisoft, and that's just like their signature style of you know, cinematics and that kind of thing. But I got a, a really strong Assassin's Creed feeling. Uh, but the whole hacking thing, the spies and everything, um, that makes me really think of Splinter Cell. Mm-hmm. So I think it's probably a long shot, but I think there's something there. It's possible. They like to, Ubisoft really likes to like surprise people. So they, they're probably going to have at least something shocking at this year. But um, I, I think it's funny that Watch Dogs only just now shows up on our list, like it wasn't mentioned before. Um, but when we first saw it, it was like, oh my god, Watch Dogs, it's amazing. And um, actually just today, I think, one of my friends who is not at all entrenched in gaming like we are, just mentioned like, oh, you know that game, have you heard of that game Watch Dogs? That's supposed to be good? And I'm like, yeah, by this time I've pretty much forgotten about it because I've seen it so much. But... Um, Let's hear Jason's number two. Yes, this is my number two. And I can't believe... I must be the only one who cares. 
I can't believe we went this long without anybody mentioning it. Last year, during one of the conferences, this this video played and I lost my shit. Because I've waited so long. Eight years I've waited at this point. Eight years. Eight years. Okay. For this friggin' game to come out. And I've been teased with other games in the franchise. Oh, Kingdom Hearts 3. Thank you. Oh, so duh. It. <laughs> yes, three. I can't wait. All we saw was a little teaser of him running around with this big wave of Heartless coming after him, but that was enough. That was all I needed. And now I just want, I just want to love Kingdom Hearts three every second of it, and it needs to come out like tomorrow. Maybe they should just drop it on the first day of E3. <laughs> no, they should. That's a, I want some game to be announced and released on the same day. That would that's you. my dream. Super NES pretty... remix. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but um no, I, I the most fascinating thing about it is I know I'm going to like the gameplay because I liked it before. I know I'm going to I I might like the story even though it's really freaking confusing now. But I'm most excited for what worlds they choose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like what? That's the best part of it is exploring the world of these Disney films. I mean, I, it's it's very very like ninety nine percent that there's going to be some kind of Frozen. It has to be. It'd be stupid to leave it out. Frozen. But but um, what other worlds they would choose is very very interesting, and I can't wait. So I played Kingdom Hearts one to death, like all at once. I like power played that, and then Kingdom Hearts two. I played like a few hours and just stopped, but I would definitely be down for a third one. Uh, maybe I should go play the second one? Is that like a thing that people do? Play them in order? Yeah, I would do that. Crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, it might be, might be a thing. <laughs> I think if it can like ignite those nostalgia centers, it'll be really great. Yeah, although I will say you might not like two as much as one, but one, but two is still pretty good. Yeah, I didn't. That's why I stopped playing it. <laughs> that was That was the problem. Final boss is pretty cool. Ah, then you have to you have to get through everything to get there. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Josh is no. No one cares about Kingdom Hearts three, really. You know, I uh, I it, I did not have a PlayStation two for the longest time. It was, ah. I got it pretty late, and when I did finally get, I borrowed the first Kingdom Hearts from a friend, and I I mean it was cool. I just uh. I don't know. It, it. I thought it was neat, but it just didn't grab me uh, enough to keep playing for some reason. Gotcha. Um, um, my next one, and you know, we've seen a lot of this, and I mean, there's, you know, we've we've talked about it before, I think, but of course, Smash Bros. Um, we've seen extensively as far as uh, did I get a ding? I got two dings. Sweet. <laughs> so 3DS version this summer, um, and uh, at the moment, we're gonna say the uh, Wii U version at the end of the year, but. There is some thought going about that that actually may be delayed some. I, I don't know why it would be, but um, I am of the opinion that we have not seen all of the new secret characters. I think there's going to be one last one they're going to surprise us with. Um, and I, I know that Sakurai said that they weren't going to go all out, including all these third-party characters. But the fact that Namco is so heavily involved in the, the development of this... I we got to see somebody from one of their games, um, and I know you're you're more well versed on on their games anyway. I think Jason, like, do you have an idea of who you you would want from Namco to show up? 
Pac-Man. I mean, is that who you want or is that who you think? Law. That's what I, th- that's what I think. I want Law from Tekken. <laughs> <laughs> so you want Bruce Lee. I, yeah, I think, exactly. I think Pac-Man would actually fight game well because it's very, you know, kind of like old school, but it's whimsical, it's cutesy. Um, but I actually would want Pac-Man from like the Pac-Man, like uh, the side-scrolling games, you know? Yeah, sure. Uh, I, cause I actually thought that was a very cool design. And he was actually in the uh, arcade version of Mario Kart, um, whichever one. Na- um, arcade GP, Namco made it. It was yeah. it helped make it. It was uh, Pac-Man, Miss Pac-Man, and a couple of the ghosts. You guys yeah, know so. that Dark Souls is a Namco franchise oh, now, stop. right? <laughs> <laughs> one of their qualifications is that the character must have appeared in a game that was on a Nintendo system, so you can take that and go away. <laughs> Dark Souls 2 on Wii U this year. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so that is a game that I'm very amped up for. Um, I, I, it's, it's weird because they have shown a lot of that game, especially with the fact they always show at least one new screenshot every day or every weekday. Um, and I mean, Jason, you're the one to talk about this anyway, because of all the, the smash updates you've been doing every Sunday. Uh, so I'm sure you've probably got more to say here in a minute, but I, I am just excited. I am going to probably squeal like a little girl when that game gets released, when I get it into my system and, and so- it's going to be. All right, so um, it is no secret that I am a Smash fiend. Um, I'm interested in, here's a couple things that interest me at the moment. We are at the most three months away from the 3DS launch, and we only know 29 characters. Only? Brawl had 35. I'd like to think that they would have more in this version than Brawl. Because that's what they've done. It was twelve. In, it was yeah, twelve in the first game, then twenty-six, then thirty-five. So I'm like, I would like to think that they would push forty. But Captain Falcon has yet to be announced. Ness has yet to be announced. Wario has yet to be announced. So there are veterans, seasoned ice climbers who have been in the last two games have yet to be announced. So there are seasoned veterans who would take up probably half of what's left to get to forty. So I'm wondering. Just how many new characters there are going to be? We only have six at the moment. We have Wii Fit Trainer, Mega Man, Villager, um, Rosalina, Little Mac, and Greninja from Pokemon. That's it. So I, I don't know how many more characters they could really add. There are a few that I think are no-brainers. I think Shulk's a no-brainer because they really want to embrace Monolith. So put Shulk in there. Um, I feel like well, Waluigi's not a no-brainer anymore. There was a couple others that I had on the top of my head, and I can't think of them now, unfortunately. But I'm wondering about the roster. It's a, it's a bit of a concern. Now, do I think that having a, a lesser or just as many characters in Brawl is bad? No. But it's a sequel. You want to have more. You want to have more selection. My guy, Little Mac, is already in there, so I'm cool no matter what they do. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm more worried about other opinions. Um... However, I feel like development is going well. I, I like what I see. I like the changes that are being made. To like that Smash Brothers Direct in April was amazing. The <laughs> amount of detail they went into and the amount of things that they talked about, character by character, mechanic by mechanic, it's just excellent. It's it's it just looks so good, and I can't wait. And I still watch the Smash Brothers Direct at least once a week, and, <laughs> and just give it to me now. If, if, if you really want to make people happy, launch 
Smash Brothers Direct in the middle of July. Dead in the middle of summer. Because all those kids off from school will have then Smash Brothers on their 3DS and they can connect online. They'll start kicking walls. That's right. I'm starting to zone out the best place to kick holes in my wall. So <laughs> um, I just, I can't wait. I, and, and you all expected that. And you, you knew that was going to happen, but I just, it, it just, it, it, no, I don't, there's no better feeling than knowing that a smash is on the horizon. Well, yeah. gaming in gaming for me, yeah. that's completely <laughs> personal. There are plenty of better feelings in real life, but I, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just, I have, a, I have some questions, but none of the questions that I have really would affect the overall. Feeling. Here's my question. Is Mr. Sandman going to be a playable character? No. Well, <laughs> I think Little Mac. I, I think Little Mac is uh, Punch Out's only getting one character. However, <laughs> they have not shown any assist trophies that could be from Punch Out, so maybe he'll appear in that scenario. Okay. So, one other assertion. So it's not so much a question, but just more of an idea. We sure. are on the. This is this year is is the fifteenth anniversary of the release of the original Super Smash Brothers. Hmm. Um, and with that in mind, I'm wondering if, if Nintendo might maybe use that as cause to release a, uh, a wireless uh, GameCube controller for the release of Smash Bros. on Wii U. Oh, stop it. <laughs> oh, that would be and, nice. I, I am, wait, I am, what? He, basically what he's saying is, as like a commemorative... Because so many people love the GameCube controller in Smash because you could use it on the Wii as well. Um, and they're lamenting the fact that there is no ability to use it anymore. That they would make the Wii U Pro controller, which they already have, but make it shape like a GameCube controller. Okay. So people could play Smash well, with that. Cool. Yeah, it was the 15th anniversary of the original game. But you could also use it as a celebration of yeah, a, yeah. the anniversary of the whole series. So you could release the GameCube controller like marked with Smash Brothers maybe. And then you can release Super Smash Brothers on the virtual console, I'm sorry, the uh, yeah virtual console, or an updated version with maybe better graphics and online play, right? That kind of thing. I feel like they made the the GameCube controller around Smash Brothers. I yeah, I, it yeah. feels perfect for that game. It was a launch title, if not really close, wasn't it? it yeah, it was close. Melee? It wasn't a launch. Yeah, Melee was, was like a little it, after. It was a launch window, I think. I'll take a look at that, but enough Smash for now. Yeah, enough that's, Smash. That's, so another what? another thing that I always think about that I didn't realize until just now in the middle of this podcast and I bumped it straight up to my top five is I really like the, those shocking moments at E3, you know, they where, where something is just dropped on us and you're like, oh my God, like those breathtaking moments. And I think back to when I first saw Journey and um, it was it was an indescribable thing for me when I came out of this uh, little meeting room with Genova Chen. And looking at that game company's website, they have a game under development. So they say our next game after Journey is currently in development and will be self-published. Release dates and uh, release date and platforms to be announced. So I think if there's anything under there that they can talk about at E3, that's there on my number two. Because um, whatever's coming yeah, out of that yeah. studio is probably oh. going to be pretty good. That topic I was going to talk about later, you just kind of took it. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, great minds. You were you were just going to say that exact same thing. Similar, yeah. I was going to ask if we actually knew what they were doing. No, we just know that there's a game in development, 
and uh, it will be self-published, and the release date and platforms to be announced. That's yeah, because they're done with their three-game deal with Sony. So yeah, yeah. yeah so that's uh, that's my number two. I guess we can go over for our number ones. Anthony, start us off. All right, my number my number one is a project. Ah! <laughs> you rat! Ding ding ding! Oh right? uh, no! Wait, where is I'll it? Say it for you, I win. I said it first. <laughs> uh, my number one is Project East, which is not a confirmed. It is not a confirmed game at this point, but some some screenshots and uh, details were leaked about uh, a Project Beast for PlayStation Four. Um. So the director of Dark Souls, the first Dark Souls, uh, Hidetaka Miyazaki, I believe his name is, yep. he did not work on uh, Dark Souls 2. I, he might have been a consultant of some kind, but he did not directly work on the sequel. He is working on something else within From Software. And, <laughs> see? Yeah, that's confirmed. <laughs> and uh, he's working on something else within From Software. And these screenshots were leaked recently showing what looked like a Souls game, although the protagonist was holding a shotgun um so that's a little different and then uh forget the other details it looked like there was a fog door of some kind so another connection to souls uh some people believe it's demon souls 2 so they had demon souls dark souls dark souls 2 and now demon souls 2 that miyazaki is working on i it's really weird to think of a demon souls 2 but i could totally see that happening because from software is crazy but but it seems like the kind of fresh take within the soul series that they would need if uh, you have this image of a shotgun that kind of changes our view of the Souls world in a way. Um, and I have so much faith in Miyazaki. I actually have a, a book right next to me called Design Works, um, which shows some artwork from the Souls series and has a, an interview with Miyazaki. And he has to be one of the most fascinating uh, designers I've ever come across just in, in this one interview uh, in which he's discussing the game with his artists and this guy is Who all guy. went with him, by the way. Like, so much of the, the Dark Souls team has gone with Miyazaki. Yeah, it's not just Miyazaki. A lot of his team went with him to work on this new project, which is why, if it is, in fact, this Project Beast, I could not be more excited, because I really love Dark Souls 2. As I stated in my review, I think it's a fantastic game. But Dark Souls, the first one, is the special game that is just an all-time favorite. And a lot of that is, is the touch Miyazaki put on there. You could tell he... Uh, I don't want to say controlling, maybe more of an auteur in a way. He has a lot of say on the design process, just, again, based on this interview, which I really would recommend people read. Uh, so if he can if he can bring that to a new Souls game, maybe Demon's Souls 2 for PS4, I feel like it'd give the series that, that shot of adrenaline it needs. I know a lot of people weren't quite in love with Dark Souls 2 because it is similar in a lot of ways. So I feel like this is still, it'd still be a Souls game, so I'll love it. But it'll be a change of pace in some way as well. Hopefully. <laughs> there <we> go. <laughs> TKO. Yep. So that's my number one also. I knew it was your number one. I knew I was going there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, nothing against the game. That's maybe just more of my own problem. You got problems, kid. <laughs> but here's, the, here's our problem. We don't know your number one game. This is what we've all been waiting for. A true uh, number I'm one. I'm pretty sure you probably know it. We've certainly talked about it already. MLB 2016. <laughs> well, when I get a PlayStation 4, that's <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but no, it's it's definitely a Zelda U. 
Oh, okay. Uh, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I 100%. guess that makes sense. <laughs> Out of sense. You know what I'm excited about for Zelda, Zelda U, Zelda Wii U? Zelda U. Is that if the main controller on the Wii U is the gamepad, then there's a, a higher likelihood that they're not going to rely so heavily on motion controls and pointing at the screen and doing this garbage with this dowsing stick and this garbage with this slingshot and I could just play a damn Zelda game in peace again. Yeah, no, I, I think uh, the motion stuff's over. I think they I think they got that out of their system with, with uh, Skyward Sword. I just put yeah. down Skyward Sword in the middle. I was like, you know what, just forget you. I don't even care. No, I, <laughs> I, uh, I, it wasn't even the motion controls that I, didn't, I had a problem with. I actually thought they were really cool. Um, what I didn't like was every time I would get like a new item or another beetle, I had to read the whole book about it again. Oh yeah, that's a thing. That's annoying. So hopefully they'll maybe like kind of fine tune some of that. Otherwise, I love Skyward Sword. I thought it was fantastic. Um, I think it actually is maybe one of the stronger uh, games in the franchise. I, I would feel like I'm up, missing out. I would put it up in in my top three. Wow. Um, where in the top three, I couldn't really say without maybe giving it a few hours thought. But, um, but yeah, it's top three. So for this next one, um, I, I think they're going to go the route of kind of like what they did with Wind Waker, where it's not going to look anything like what we saw in that tech demo. Mm. Uh, and to be honest, the tech demo, it looks n- nice, but it looks too shiny. So I'm very much of the opinion that it's a good thing if they move away from that. Um I am not sure what to expect because they, they really have not said anything about it other than it, it exists. We're making it. Um, with the fact that they sort of lacked Ganon in the last game, I mean, you had him in the form of Demise, which I may have just ruined part of the game for you, Eddie, but um, <laughs> it's okay. I don't know if you're ever going to go play, back and play it anyway. So um, I think we could ex- certainly should expect to see a proper Ganon show up this time. Uh, but I think from the way that um, that uh, A.G. Alnuma has been talking, they have been listening to fans and, and hearing that um, this, you know, the formulaic uh, structure of the games is maybe getting a little stale. Mm-hmm. You know, where you go in and, uh, you know, I need this item, I need the map, and I need the compass, um, and I'm going to go through, and then I'm going to move on to the next dungeon. I think he's spoken at length uh, that they, he's kind of of the opinion that it, it needs to change, so... Um, he spoke about Skyrim being an influence, and I think people maybe read a little too much into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only thing that I can gather is maybe there's going to be a little more uh, to like the whole open world, free roaming thing, to where maybe it's not such a big deal that you stick into one particular area the whole time. I think, I think that think makes the, perfect sense, especially yeah, considering I, I think, the recent game, uh, Link Between Worlds, the way that they've sort of eliminated the the linearity of it by giving you access to a lot of the items. Yeah, yeah that's exactly. one of my favorite things about that game. So, And that harkens back to a Link, uh, or link to the Past. You know, right. I mean, that, that's what Zelda used to be so well-known for, was the fact that, um, I mean, yeah, you can go to this place, but you're going to get your butt beat, you know? So um, it's, it's all about letting you go and do your own thing and not being so, um, you know, uh, led by... Um, and, and well, in the last the last game, of course, it was Fee or Fire, however you want to say it. Um, Navi uh, being another yeah. one. So maybe not being um, led by a leash around the whole time. And so you can actually, 
explore everything for yourself. So. Well, what's happened is the more they focused on delivering a story, the the more they've gotten away from openness. The first Zelda was a hundred percent an open world game. Right. It was like more open world than anything, and like as open world as anything we've ever seen, and it was on the NES. And and it's uh, it's weird because like um, I went and I went back and played that years after it came out. I mean, I wasn't even born when it came out, so um, my first Zelda game was was Link's Awakening. But when I did finally get my hands on the first Zelda, um, I I will admit that it's it's not one of my favorites, but I can certainly appreciate what it did for not just the, the franchise or the series, but like gaming as a whole. Um, but to go back now, I'm not as interested in that game, but it does have a lot of. Um, things that I think that they could probably go back to and look at and say, "Hey, this is a great, you know, great aspect that we could put into the new game." So I could probably talk for another hour or two about this. Um, you know what? We'll have a Zelda podcast. That's yes. what we'll do. I'm in. And, and I think uh, <laughs> I can't remember if um, I want to say Skyward Sword had a. Uh, I want to say that was, I can't remember if that was an, or, uh, an orchestrated soundtrack or if it was MIDI again, um, but I, I've, I'm pretty sure they're going to go full-fledged Mario Galaxy and do a, an orchestrated soundtrack this time. I would think so. I think so, too. I think Skyward Sword was uh, half and half, maybe. I feel like some of it was yeah. fully orchestrated, and then the rest of it wasn't. I can't remember. Yeah, I remember that was a big deal when uh, Twilight Princess came out because like everybody had been clamoring for a more realistic or, or darker looking Zelda, and the music was fantastic. But I think some people were sort of sour on the fact that it was not uh, orchestrated; that it was still MIDI. But um, it's weird. I, I'm kind of getting off topic again, but it's weird the way that we look at games in, in you know the present compared to the way we looked at them when they first came out. Because now a lot of people are not as big a fan of Twilight Princess as when we first saw it. Um, but <laughs> that's I, funny because <laughs> I'm usually I usually find myself as the guy who's like into a game and then later on when everyone's uh, after everyone's like been all down on it and all of a sudden does a 180 I get like a little bitter like well where were you when it first was out <laughs> yeah. and I thought it was good but with Twilight Princess when it first came out on the Wii I like I didn't like it mostly because of the Wii controls and then after a while, I, then I played it on the GameCube. I loved it on the GameCube. So, like, my my opinion of it was improved over time. And now I look back at it like, man, that was a really good game. I wish I played it first on the GameCube, and I would probably think that it's one of my favorites. <laughs> yeah. Because it was, like, just a better version of Ocarina of Time to me. I mean, technically, like, like objectively, not... You know, not for its time, not pound for pound, maybe, but you know, in terms of it just being a, an updated version of that type of game. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're saying. Um, I think there was a little more of a playfulness, I think, to, to Ocarina of Time mm. that maybe wasn't as present in Twilight Princess. But no, I I get what you're saying because it was it was still more of a. Um, it, I, I can't. I'm not going to articulate any more thoughts on that, but I get what you're saying. Right. So that's everything, huh? I think that's, so. That's all our games. So. Yeah. You need to call me the derailer because I can absolutely move every topic off the tracks. <laughs> <laughs> the derailer. That's your special move. Oh, I have one more pipe dream. Just This will never happen. These but, are my uh, favorites. But uh, give me a Metroid game on 3DS. 
and I will flip Ooh, out. There you go. I will fucking flip out. Oh, oh, here's one. Here's one that I say every single year. <laughs> Give me a, a Mega Man game made by Retro Studios. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, uh, am I completely making this up, or if, I, I think this is right. Were they not at one time like working on a first-person Mega Man game? They were, they, but they canceled it, and then some of it like leaked like what it might have been, and it wasn't turning out very good. <laughs> I mean, just just make it Metroid Prime done, <laughs> like Metroid Prime with Mega Man characters. <laughs> I think that's what they were going for. It just didn't work. Uh, I think but if Retro uh, actually did it, I, I don't know. I think Mega Man's maybe a little too whimsical for that dark approach to metroid i could see mega man being real dark think about it it's a world run by robots <laughs> one man has a dream he builds the machine to face the evil dr wily to take down the evil robots the mega man so, <laughs> I'm, I'm curious as to why dr wily and dr robotnik never teamed up <laughs> now we're back to the 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 Mega Man Sonic's mashup. <laughs> In fact, I, I didn't read that comic, so maybe they did. I don't know. Maybe. All right, guys. Well, we don't have much time to go until we see everything come to fruition. I'm excited, kind of exhausted. That was a lot to talk about, but I'm not nearly as exhausted as Jason and I will be running around oh, the show shit. floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and and while you guys are, are running about the show floor, and while I'm not getting, well, in, in between breaks of getting E3 news, I'm going to be playing Mario Kart 8. Hmm. Oh, there you oh. go. I thought you were going to say, I'm going to be sitting on the couch just reading it all on my RSS feed. <laughs> <laughs> Munching on popcorn. Exciting times, RSS feed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you actually get more of the news at home than you do at the show. Oh, that's what I, that's what I always yeah. figured. Obviously, I've never been there, but I always think to myself, well, you know what? At least I have the benefit of seeing all the news at once and getting specific details and, you know. Yeah. It's like the Super Bowl or going to any football game. Sure, it, yeah. You know, it's a much better experience on, on television or from home. Yeah. You don't get the feeling, though. The feeling is, is special. Oh, yeah, I'm sure it's still Yeah, that's true. I mean, Even I for that. us jaded characters <laughs> i'm talking Goodness. as if i've ever been to e3 but i, <laughs> I, I if, if somebody offered me the opportunity i would absolutely jump on it but uh no that is not the case so for the time being i'm gonna uh, be happy about my watching it from my sofa that's a-okay as many people will do i mean and i mean now there's so many more ways to see it uh we did what I think might have been the first ever live from the show floor stream. It wasn't the best quality, but but we really. <laughs> I think I remember that. We really shot a lot now of video. We know why other people haven't done it because it didn't work out. Very <laughs> but but now I think I think it's uh, much more possible to do something like that. And there are a lot of live streams for different events and everything. There's going to be a lot going on. They'll have booths on the show floor with people reporting live and stuff. Um, you could do a live stream from Google Glass. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Cool. So so that's where we'll be in June, home and in LA. Uh you take your pick. Um but that's that's the show. That that's that's it for today. Thanks for listening everyone and thanks guys for chatting. 
And thanks, Jason, for exhausting the entire list of upcoming games for the next three years. <laughs> I, I don't even think I scratched sir. No, no, there's so many left. Um, but yeah, be sure to uh, rate, review, subscribe, and talk to us versus Node at GamerNode.com. And check out GamerNode.com for your daily news and reviews of, of whatever games we get our hands on. Previews from the show, obviously, we're going to be doing that. And we'll, we'll bring you some video interviews and uh, everything good that we can. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and thanks again, guys, for chatting. It was great, even though it was long. I hope that's okay with the listeners. I don't know exactly how long everyone likes to listen, but I hope you had a long time. Um, until next time, see you later. Thank you.